What's up, everybody, and welcome to the E2B2 podcast, our first podcast of 2020, at least that we think. Yeah, And Evan J. Thomas here with my son. Brandon Thomas. Brandon Thomas, and uh, let's move up a little bit. So we have a new episode today, and I'm going to try not to say so, so much today, but we'll see what happens. But every time Brandon says no, it's $1. So there you go. <laughs> every time I say so, that's a dollar for me. But yeah, we saw the movie The Gentleman tonight, which uh, we'll get into in a little bit, but we're going to kind of break down what we just went through in the past month. So Brandon, what have you been up to the past month since you know New Year's started basically, what, three and a half, three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago? Pretty quick. So basically, so far school has been pretty good. No major tests. The second semester started, uh, and it's been just pretty good overall. Just no major complications. Pretty good grades, uh, and it's been quite a good start to the beginning of the second semester. And I probably do have plans for next year. Actually, probably I might go into media. Uh, likely, we'll go into media and probably do Jefferson Ed. Who knows? Something will happen next year this year i'll just continue doing what i do and then once the year ends then hopefully i do good yeah brandon and i were talking in the car after i picked him up today about let's do driver's ed during the summer that way we can knock it out and you can come and drive to my house next year my so. <laughs> my school does have a good uh driver's education system uh, class school system so i could easily probably just substitute for example maybe my Orchestra for nope. drivers. Nope. Yeah, but no nope. dollar. No nope. dollar. Dollar. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Brandon and I are going to talk about that going in. Yeah. But this past week, you've had what have you done in school besides oh, yeah. the school? So basically, I have had my two concerts. I have my, had my main class concert where it consists of my class uh, orchestra students where. It's just the ones, the kids that are in my class right now, as of now. And this, last week, this, yeah, this week basically. On Tuesday, I had my, uh, what was it called? The Fiddlers. Yeah, it was Fiddlers. Um, basically, we, it was a world music thing where we just played world music from whoever, where. There was Sweden, there was United Kingdom. We played cool, few cool songs. Yeah, you guys played a Beatles song. You played a uh, Blackbird. Yeah, it was weird. That's a weird mix of Blackbird. It was, um, yeah, there was. There was some steel drums played by one of the other little groups. Fiddlers, like we were saying, uh, Brandon's which was an orchestra group. Yeah, there was a and there choir. Was a yeah, there was, and then there was choir that did some. Because I don't really like choir as a class as school in school because choir isn't really choir. But during the uh, concert, I realized that choir did something pretty different, where they had like more of like African sound. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Tribal. It was the most entertaining show that I've seen them do so far. So I really enjoyed it, and I was kind of you know bopping my head and my hands and kind of getting into the steel. groove of the steel drums, <laughs> the, the bodacious steel drums. And as for me, I've been all over. Check out my I'm now doing video production with uh, Six Seventy The Score radio station and I uh, was at the Cubs convention a week ago uh, on set doing interviews there not myself but I was doing the video for the interviews got to meet Kyle Schwarber got to meet um, Pat Hughes Ryan Sandberg and it was just a blast you know doing what I do now so yeah that's been a lot lot happening for the both of us yeah. um, just a lot of working for me uh, I do Uber and Lyft as well I've been 
as we were just saying, kind of going to movies. So, yeah, that's what we did tonight. Saturday night, Brandon and I went out to a new movie theater in uh, Vernon Hills called the AMC. It's not a new movie theater. New to us. Yeah, it's a... It's a Hawthorne... We never um, got to the Hawthorne Hills um, mall. And this place was really cool. I mean, really nice, great seats. But you had some weird people sitting next to us at... Okay. Well, I, have talk. I have something to complain about. So at the very front, there was this child. And for the... A child. It was a young one. It was toddler a toddler at a... Gangster. Our movie. Our movie shoot with up. a lot of Not swears. Exactly shoot up, but it was a... There was violence. There was swearing. There was some specific a lot of A lot of drug activity. A lot of drugs, especially that. And the child was there. I mean, I could understand you could bring a child to maybe Jurassic Park, but still, not even that. Still, that's pretty bad. And then another thing to complain about is the old ladies. So you know how when you're at the theater, the old ladies are like, ah. They there, always There is that. a, usually, and this is how we figured out this happens. It's usually when there's something that dramatic happens that kind of brings the plot together yeah and it's revealed or something just interesting just happens, happens and like it's like the these people are women and the funny thing old women my, my mom brandon's <laughs> grandma does this and they're like hmm they'll do this weird hmm like they just like they understand how it all came together and they're like oh we get it it's like a verbal and sometimes they do verbal expressions like Oh yeah, or oh no, something like that. You, yeah, you, you get it. Basically. So so you get it, and then you know you have the people next to Brandon who was coughing at the beginning. It was, and, it was not that. And then the guy who three quarters of the way through the movie got same up, dude. went and same dude that was coughing, got up and went and got another uh, big box of popcorn. Luckily he stopped cat coughing. Yeah, luckily he wasn't coughing like crazy yeah. after that. And just I, there's a point where you just tolerate their coughing, and you're like, I can't do anything about it. Yeah, luckily it was only like a few moments long. But that was about it. So we're going to talk about the movie that we saw tonight, The Gentleman, uh, directed by Guy Ritchie, starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Jeremy Strong, Eddie Marsan, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant. And here's the plot. I don't know if you've seen... Oh, don't forget. Spoiler alert. Who's the spoiler alert? Do we even... Oh, yeah. So yeah. we're going to spoiler alert the plot. So we're going to do this right now. Spoiler alert the plot. That way, if you guys want to listen past here, that's your fucking problem. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right, so we're back. You know the spoiler alert has been notified for you. So if you want to listen, you can. But here is the plot of the movie. I'm going to just read it off what I have here. It's about Big Dave, the editor of the Daily Print tabloid is snubbed by cannabis baron Mickey Pearson, who's played by Matthew McConaughey, at a party, and he hires a private investigator, Fletcher, and Fletcher is played by Hugh Grant, to investigate Pearson's links to Lord Pressfield, a minor royal with a heroin-addicted daughter. Fletcher offers to sell his findings, typed up on the screenplay, to Pearson's right-hand man, Raymond, for 200 million pounds. Ah. Yeah, Brandon's a little okay, hmm there. because at the very end, I was like... So was the whole thing fake? It was a story they were writing fake? So I guess it was fake. I have no idea. So basically, in the movie, you had Hugh Grant, whose character was Fletcher, came to the house of Charlie Hunnam. Who? What was Char- Charlie Hunnam's name in the movie? Damn it, I don't even remember right now. So uh-huh. I apologize, but yeah, uh, Charlie Hunnam's character basically he was at his house, and Hugh Grant's character came over and was going over the script. Well, the script is basically what has happened so far 
in this like sale of a possible business from Matthew McConaughey to these you know other drug dealers like uh, the guy who played uh, Jeremy Strong is the guy's real name and then you had Henry Golding which was Dry Eye. Yeah but, but at the very end because I didn't understand the ending some of the ending because at the end they the dude was submitting the script as for a story or something of that sort and I was like so aside from the actual scenes they were together in the house was it all just a story made up? So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so, so I'm going to read more of the plot here for you. Born in poverty in the U.S., Pearson won a Rhodes Scholarship to Oxford University where he began, began selling marijuana to privileged, privileged fellow students before dropping out and building his empire by violence. He planned to sell his bu billion uh, to Matthew Berger, who was played by Jeremy Strong, for $400 million so he could retire peacefully with his wife, Rosalind, played by Michelle Dockery, Pearson shows Berger one of the labs where he grows his cannabis under the estate of aristocratic landlords who need cash for the upkeep of the stately homes. Pearson is later approached by Dr. Dry Eye, Dry Eye, <laughs> Dr. Eye. Dry Eye an underboss for Chinese gangster Lord George. Dry Eye offers to buy out Pearson's business, but he refuses. Pearson's lab is then raided by amateur boxers, and that was an amazing and funny oh, yeah. and hilarious scene, who filmed their encounter, defeating the lab's guards and stealing the marijuana before uploading it online as a rap video. The boxer's coach, played by Colin Farrell, who, again, is amazing, later orders them to delete the video. So this whole little video part where these boxers, who are trained by Colin Farrell, and Colin Farrell... Just so you know, he's using his Irish accent the entire time. So he's just like spot on with his comedic performance. Um, I mean, it was like a dry comedic performance. It was just funny. Mm. It, it, was, mm, it was just, <laughs> I think we just need to use that sound bite from now on. I just started going, hmm, 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 whenever we give up a plot. But the, the fight scene was really cool. Um, there's going to be a little bit more that we're going to talk about, but... That scene that we were talking about, Brandon, where they stole the weed or the marijuana from the the, yeah. the plays. What did you think of that scene? It was pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what you got yeah. for that? Okay, so that's pretty cool. So we're going to keep going with the plot. Pearson begins transferring his cannabis growing out of the estates. He also agrees to bring home Pressfield's wayward daughter, Laura. Raymond retrieves Laura. However, in a brawl with roommates, one of Raymond's men actually accidentally throws Aslan, a young Russian man, out of the window to his death. Later, Laura dies of a heroin overdose. Coach visits Raymond, apologizes for his student's actions, and offers his services penance. So that, that fight with the brawl, I mean, that, that was a very interesting fight scene because they're chasing dudes with phones, oh, yeah. but this guy gets thrown off over the window. window. And it was funny because he falls into the ground. He dies. That's funny. Okay, anyways. Then they, the new people, the kids, start taking selfies. Like, it's just some sort of joke. I was like, I mean, that realistically happens. Yeah, so it was pretty funny where it kind of threw over and then the guys were doing that. And then once they figured out that these guys took, you know, video and photo, they basically ran these kids down and, and, then, and then, yeah, attacked them. They ran uh, the took one their kid phones. down. And then, yeah. 
so yeah, so that all that all happened there. Um, next off, Coach was had <laughs> has captured Fook, or as they say, Fuck P A Q C, a henchman of Dry Eyes who had informed Coach's crew about the lab locations. Although Fuck is killed during a botch escape attempt, which to me shocked the hell out of me. So this kid is in the back of a car, duct tape mouth, duct tape hands and feet. They let him out so they can. They, they basically, you know, try to, try to get the information from Fuck, which was a uh, Fook, but what, his name was Fuck. But it was hilarious because the little uh, back and forth with what the fuck just happened, where the fuck did Fuck just go, stuff like that. But this kid goes, gets out of the car, they unduct tape his hands. He runs away from Colin Farrell and Charlie Hunnam, and he jumps over this wall, and he falls over this wall. And next thing you see, they see him look over the wall, and he's laying on these train tracks, and the train just hits him. <laughs> it just and I off. literally jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh, shit, what the hell just happened well, there? you didn't exactly say that. I kind of did. You kind of did. But kind of did, know. but I wasn't that loud like I just was there. Like, uh. So, yeah, that was that was a pretty interesting part there. So, uh. so then Pearson threatens Lord George for going after his lab, destroys one of his heroin labs in retaliation, George chastises Dry Eye for his insubordination in attacking Pearson and offers to buy him out. George nods to a henchman to execute Dry Eye, but the man executes George instead. That was And then he peed on And then he and then Dry Eye ended up peeing on his and former asked, leader. And he said he'll pee on his grave, he just peed on Correct. Right before he killed him, he said, oh, I'm gonna pee on your grave, but he peed on the dead guy instead. So after that, unknown to Pearson. Dry Eye is in a league with Berger, who had wanted Pearson's business disrupted, but to reduce the price. Dry Eye had taken Lord George's place and then hopes to take Pearson's empire for himself. Dry Eye tries to kidnap Rosalind, who then kills Dry Eye's henchman before she runs out of bullets on her second shot, Derringer. And then, yeah. That was a very interesting, funny part as well. It was, she had a paper, what was it, the paper gun, paperweight gun or something like that? It was yeah. It was like a tiny little paperweight gun. It was called the Derringer. Yeah. It was a two-shot Derringer. So she basically told these three guys that she had two bullets, and if one of the guys was gonna walk any closer, she would shoot him between the eyes. And then instantly, right after, the big dude just like, well, and then she shot him right between the eyes. He stood there for about thirty seconds. He was like, reached for his forehead, saw blood between his fingers, his eyes rolled back in his head, fell back and died. The next guy then tries to attack her. She shoots him in the head. Dry Eye is still alive, so then he attacks her. And in the meantime, there was a whole other scene with Matthew McConaughey. There was a car crash. He goes to try to save her. Da 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 da. -da. He walks in, shoots Dry Eye, kills him, saves Rosaline. All is good from there. So, so we're gonna talk about the rest of that there. So Raymond kills an an assassination. Raymond kills an assassin sent to kill Pearson. The two rush to Rosalind and Pearson's dry eye. Pearson kills dry eye as he is about to rape her. Which almost happened, but obviously they didn't really show much. Fletcher ends his story and Raymond orders him to leave his house. Fletcher has merely confirmed Pearson's suspicions about the link between dry eye and Berger. Raymond orders coaches students to capture Big Dave. They drug him and film him having sex with a pig. (laughs) That, again, is another interesting and hilarious part, threatening to post that video online unless he drops into his investigation. So there's this part where 
Big Dave, who is this really goofy-looking uh, European guy, sure. gets gets um, kidnapped by the boxers, thrown into the back of the van. Next thing we see, we see the van open up in the back. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell's sitting there. The guy's laying. He has um, no clothes. He has no it clothes on. Blank blanket. over him. <coughs> and then they show. A pig. They turn the film outside of the van to this pig. It's and then sad. there's a little computer sitting there. With a funny little pig just kind of walking around. He says, if you want to see what happened to you last night, hit the space bar. <laughs> Luckily, they never showed any of that video footage on the movie screen. Because that would have been really interesting if they would have shown this dude with humping in front of, a pig. Uh, with in front of a toddler and uh, ladies. <laughs> so, like I said, they threatened to post an investigation. Pearson and Berger meet up again in a frozen fish plant actually to actually a cover for Pearson's European distribution operation. Berger drops his offer to $130 million, but Pearson reveals his knowledge of Berger's plan, shows him dry eyes, frozen body, and tells him that he's keeping his business. Pearson forces Berger inside of the refrigerator, where he then freezes to death, um, where he will freeze to death unless he transfers $270 million in compensation and for the assault on Rosalind's Cuts a pound of flesh from his own body. So one of um, his henchmen was going to cut a pound of flesh from Berger's body if he didn't rescind and pay that money. Uh, The rest of this movie, Fletcher approaches Raymond again for his payment, but Raymond reveals that he was tailing Fletcher all along. The boxers have stolen his stashes of evidence after Raymond placed the tracker on him during their last encounter. Fletcher reveals that he has also sold to Aslan's father, a Russian ogliarch. Oh, I don't even know what the F that word is. A former KGB agent. The assassin that Raymond killed earlier was one of the Russians. Coach kills two Russian hitmen, sent to kill Raymond, while Fletcher escapes in the chaos. <sighs> that is a lot going on. I mean, this was a movie that was basically a lot, a lot of dialogue, a lot of plot. And a lot of swear- oh, there's a lot of c words, c u n t words being thrown in there. So if you have younger kids like 15 years old, who shouldn't be hearing that. Yes, c u n t, not soon, but close to that. So Pearson is then kidnapped by the Russians, who are then quickly ambushed by Coach's students who want to solve Coach's problem. They assault the car with bullets, killing the Russians and allowing Pearson to escape. Later, Fletcher decides to pitch the story as a film to Miramax. After his meeting, he gets into a cab only to realize that Raymond, that would be Charlie Hunnam, is the driver. Upon learning of Fletcher's capture, Pearson and Rosalind return to their cannabis empire and celebrate in each other's company. And then it goes to black. So, Brandon, and I said so, so I owe you a dollar. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to really give you a freaking dollar. No. So this whole movie as a whole, what did you think... From beginning to end, we're going to do a five-star review every episode of our movies, and we're, we could do half-stars as well. Yeah. So, Brandon, what did you think of the whole movie as a well? whole? So, overall, I thought the movie was actually... It was very good. I thought it was a very different style of movie than I usually watch, like, every day, because... It wasn't the action movie yeah, that we're used to. It's not the scary movies that like, we're used to. It's not to. a shootout movie. It's not... A lot of fighting movies. Yeah. It's not a rock saving the world movie. <laughs> Every so often. Exactly. Or it's not a summer block, but it's just... It's a unique like style of movie I actually enjoyed. 
Um, some movies like are unique in their style, but sometimes they don't really really deliver that style very well. But this movie was just very good at what it did, and mm -hmm. I was very confused. I was confused at the ending, as I said before, and there were some parts that were somewhat confusing, but I kind of just got understood later on and like figured out after the movie or during the movie. Um, and after that, at the, at the end, I was like questioning what was happening and there was like only like a few parts I had. Yeah, he was like, is this real? Well, part was real. And I said, the whole thing was basically real. Yeah, it was just And then story. it was yeah. just the way they, they portrayed it. It was almost like there was a character, but the character is actually real. Yeah. And it was just basically a whole um, story on what just transpired. So, Brandon, I don't know, you, you don't really know who Guy Ritchie, the director, is, but he has been involved in movies. He's uh, he's done movies like, let's see, Game of Shadows, Sherlock Holmes. He did uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels in 1998. He did the movie Snatch in 2000, which one was a hilarious movie, but really hard to watch because it was Brad Pitt doing this accent that you can barely even understand so maybe at some point brandon will watch that movie it was before he was even born and i remember watching it at the theater so that's how old i am but for me so what was your what is your final star oh, rating okay. and from zero to five so out of five i would give it a 4.5 okay uh though i didn't find many problems wrong with the actual movie it was just that yeah i'm not sure why it's not like a perfect full-on perfect movie but it's not like a four-star rating movie, I give it a 4.5. It's kind of the best way I can make it. So for my rating, I'm going to base... I'm giving it also a 4.5. I really like the dialogue. I really like the plot. I really like the actors that were all involved. I wish there was a little bit more um, action to it because there could have been. There was so much dialogue that you had to... I mean, if you're not following, you're screwed if, up. If you fall, if you fell asleep, and I did not for the first yeah. time in a long time, not fall I, asleep. I usually don't fall asleep during movies, but I, but I, I usually do for a few moments. But this time I did not because I had to pay attention a little bit more, and it was a lot of fun to watch. There was, uh, like I said, there were parts that were funny. Mm -hmm. There were parts that were kind of like, holy shit, what was that? Parts was sad. Parts were just. Funny. Yeah, but I mean, just overall, four point five. I would recommend it. Especially if you want a little bit, you know, more of a plot movie. A plot movie with a lot of good dialogue and good, uh, just just acting. So that was our yeah. take for today. Yeah. So what are you thinking? What, what's our what's one of the next movies you want to see coming up? We still haven't seen 1917. Oh, yeah. That, that was another option we had tonight. But I kind of wanted to see this first. I still think we need to see 1917. Because yeah. it is an Oscar-rated movie, or an Oscar-nominated movie. And speaking of Oscar-nominated movies, we got the Oscars in a few weeks, so right. maybe our next episode we should probably talk about some of those. And then we got to see Zombieland 2, which we haven't seen. Zombieland before. 2, um, there are some new movies coming oh, yeah. out. We got Quiet, Quiet Place, Place 2, 2 coming out. There's some Morbius. Morbius. Morbius with uh, Jared Leto, which is a uh, Marvel movie. You got Black Widow, another Marvel movie coming out. Godzilla um, versus Kong. Well, that's in 2021, isn't it? No, it was... I have no idea at this point. It's November. But there was there were some good there were some good uh, trailers that they showed uh, before the movie. Creepy movie. There was, oh, there was a couple creepy movies. Yeah, there was a one doll movie. Yeah, there was the one where like the person was like, no, no, can't go outside, and there's another yeah, one doll. Yeah, the doll one looks pretty wicked. So yeah, we're gonna 
cut this one short. It's Saturday night. It's now 11 p.m. I need to get to bed because I'm old. Brandon needs to get to bed because he's young and he's well. He's probably gonna play video games for a little <laughs> for, bit for until like three. You're not playing video games for three a.m. But until next time, everybody, we want to thank you for listening. And you can always check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Well, at least me at Evan J. Thomas. Also, my badass productions. I have a lot of stuff going on. Just search me, Evan J. Thomas. You have Brandon, who's on uh, YouTube. YouTube. Paleozoic, uh, Paleozoic Productions. Paleozoic Productions. I can say it. Paleozoic Productions. Okay. So find Brandon on YouTube for that and check out some of his videos. He has a lot, lot, lot more subscribers than I do. 2,000 and... No, yeah, it's 2,600. 2,600 subscribers already. I have like 82. So I have a long way to go to catch I up got, to this you guy. Got I, I, I got to sponsor... No, you sponsor me and then you get... <laughs> Yeah, he wants like, me. To, like, my son wants me to sponsor him <laughs> to do no, videos like, like, that I'm teaching him to do. No, like anyone's gonna really from my channel to yours, like because no, I different, kids. different, but, yeah, mine, is, different content. I have video games. And you have so like, Brandon, have a great rest of your weekend. Mm -hmm. Have a great week at school. Mm -hmm. And until next time, we're gonna rock the f out, and we'll see you later. Thank you again. Bye. Rock on. Ha <laughs> <laughs>